first, let me start off with our series. We're on our Advent series, Jesus Is, okay? And I'm preaching on peace today. And I recognize that today's message on peace, um, that I need to approach it with a level of tenderness. Um, Because similar to when someone's angry and you tell them to calm down, um, when you try to tell someone to have peace or live in peace and everything in their life shows them everything but peace, it can be offensive, okay? It's like, what do you mean peace? It's chaos right now. So what do you mean? And so I recognize that in this season that there are many of us that are struggling, Um, with grief, with loss, with anxiety, with depression, with conflict with our families, separation, sickness. Um, And I want you to know that none of those emotions are lost on me. That right now, I'm sure you're like, I would give anything for some peace right about now. And none of that is, is lost on me. So I know why God had me talk about peace. <laughs> because uh, there was a long time that I really, really struggled with having peace. Okay? Um, so was absolutely riddled with anxiety. I struggled uh, with depression for many years. And I was like, God, if you could just give me peace, that would be really great right about now, okay? And I felt like I was on this, like, hot pursuit of peace. Like, I was chasing after it, and I was running for it, and I just couldn't get it. And so I was like, maybe if I work a little bit harder, then I can get to earn my peace. Like, I get to build my break, and then I'll get peace. Or maybe if I sleep a little bit more, you know, like if I just get a little bit more sleep, just give me about two more hours, then, then I'll have that peace that I need. Okay, maybe if I travel, maybe if I go away somewhere to, to an island somewhere, then, then I'll have my peace. And um, so th- many of you know that I just came back from sabbatical and vacation. I needed both. Yes, I did need both. <laughs> Um, but this time was very, very different than previous times um, of getting away. And it's because of a prayer and a conversation that I had with God not too long ago, where I was praying and I was like, Lord, I need your peace. Lord, give me your peace. Lord, Lord, where can I find peace? Lord. And he was like, why are you chasing me? And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, why are you chasing me when I'm right here? And I'm like, I don't understand. He's like, I am your peace. You don't need to run after and search for me. I'm right here. If you could just become more aware of me, then you could experience my peace. So the title of today's message is Peace is Here. Peace is here. So after that moment with God, um, I felt great. And I was like, yes, okay, peace is here. I don't have to chase him anymore. He's here. This is so great. 
Um, and I felt like I had this great revelation, and it was a great revelation. And some of you may have already had that revelation, like, oh, yeah, yeah, peace is with you. Holy Spirit, peace, he with you. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I ended up feeling kind of like, like I was dealing with this picture here. So I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's so nice. Thank you, God. What is it? And also, how do you open it? <laughs> like, how do I get it? How do I get it? And what's in it? And like, and what I'm supposed to do with it? And God revealed to me that um, many of his people are in this same situation that, I, that I'm going through. They're carrying around my peace like a gift they don't know how to open. Amen. It offers so much, but since we don't understand it, we don't know why we received it or how to use it. We're just carrying it around and not utilizing it and struggling. So over the past few weeks, specifically the last week, um, I have been journeying with God and understanding more about peace. Um, and I love to talk to you about what he revealed to me during that time, if you don't mind. But before I go any further, I'd like to start off with a word of prayer. Father God, um, thank you for peace. Thank you for who you are and the way that you love. That you want to be connected with us. You want to be in relationship with us. Lord, let the meditation of my heart and the words from my mouth be pleasing to you. Amen. Let this message multiply in several different ways to touch the hearts of your people individually. Lord, we, we trust you. And if we're struggling with trust, Lord, we're on our way to trust you. Help us to trust you more. Lord, and so we give you this time. Lord, let you be honored. Let you be glorified. Let you be magnified. Help us to understand your peace in a new way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so peace is here. That's the message that we're on today. Um, we will be in Isaiah. Isaiah is our anchor scripture, chapter 9, verse 6 through 7. Uh, we'll also primarily be in the Gospels, Matthew, and John, okay? So um, our anchor scripture, Isaiah um, 9, 6 through 7, many of you have probably already heard it multiple times before. We're going to read it in just a second. I'm only going to read uh, verse 6 uh, for a minute there, and then we're going to pause, Rachel, just so you know. So we're going to go through this together, because many of you, once you see it, you're going to be like, oh, yep, I remember that. Okay, so let's get into that. All right. Um, so this is verse 6 of Isaiah chapter 9. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So many of you probably could say it to yourself in your head. You were like, yes, I know that. It feels like every Christmas I hear that scripture. This is great. And so that's what I've been noticing is that during the season, we're getting caught in like the normal routine and it started to just kind of, the words are just kind of washing over us. And so I want to kind of sit with this for just a second, that peace, the prince of peace, is here. And this is wonderful news. 
but I feel like we don't fully, we're not fully understanding what's happening here. So we have the piece, the piece is here. But as I was reading, when I got to the next verse, which I never have seemed to read, we always kind of stop at six and then we're like, yay, amen, done. Let's go to, let's go to verse seven. Okay. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Okay, don't miss this. So it's saying not only that peace has come and peace is here, peace is coming, but also there is no end to it. Amen. So it's coming and it's coming to stay. Amen. And that is really good news, okay? That it's not just here temporarily, but it's here and it's staying with us, okay? So this is very, very good. But in order to fully be able to appreciate this and fully understand this, we ultimately know, because we don't actually know fully what we're gaining until we actually know what we've lost. You got to know what you lost, okay? So the Bible primarily talks about peace in three different ways. So peace with God and humanity. So that's more of a spiritual peace. Uh, inner peace, so peace with oneself, and then peace with others. Um, so relational peace. And then the peace with oneself is like a psychological peace, okay? So we have these three different types of peace that the Bible primarily talks about. So let's go to this next section here. So let's peace. Oh, sorry. Go back to peace. Um, the peace slide. Go to the peace slide. There we go. Okay. So in Genesis, in the beginning, in the Garden of Eden, we had peace. Okay, so God walked among the people. He wasn't separate from them. He was roaming around and it was peaceful. It was peace between God and his people. Okay, no troubles there. All right. Adam and Eve, when they were in the garden, had peace within themselves. I mean, they were walking around completely naked and unashamed, just butt naked, unashamed. Okay, so they had a ton of peace, no fear. The food was available and accessible to them. They didn't really have to worry about anything, okay? They had a ton of peace within. And there was also a system. There was an order to things. So they didn't have to uh, worry about quarreling amongst each other because there was order and everybody was living in that order and there was peace, okay? So this is Genesis 2 that I'm talking about. All right, so this was a really good time. There was peace within all of creation, and it was good. All right, now we go to Genesis 3. All right, so Genesis 3 comes. Uh, and in the garden, um, so when this happens, uh, sin steps in. When Adam eats from the tree of the you know, knowledge of good and evil. And so we see that there's something that happens here, okay? So sin steps in, and immediately there's a disruption of peace. Immediately, they feel shame. Adam and Eve, they feel shame. They feel shame because they're naked. They're also afraid. Um, so then they're running. They're hiding from God. So this inner peace is just completely gone, okay? So that is completely disrupted. Now, when, we, when I use the word peace, uh, when I use the word sin, I don't want you to uh, get lost in that and think about like an actual act, but just like I'm talking about sin that came into the world. I'm talking about that sin that divides. So I'm going to be talking about it as like the divider, the separator. Yeah. I was like, in Spanish, it actually means without. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like separated from, okay? 
So that's the type of that's the type of sin that I'm talking about. That's here now. So they, um, when God comes and He asks Adam, you know, about what's going on here, He's like, "Man, this is the woman you gave me, God." So He turned against Eve. Also, sort of, kind of blaming God a little bit, like you gave her to me, you know. So that's why it happened, you know. And then <laughs> He asks Eve about it, and Eve is like, "It's the serpent that deceived me." It's the serpent. So then she turned against the serpent, okay? And then the result of this, um, that all creation now will struggle. And there will be hostility between the people, okay? Between all of creation because of the presence of sin. So now there's this divide that's happening. So there's hostility between the snake and the offspring of the women. The women desire control over their husbands. The husband ruling over them. The ground is cursed. Thorns and thistles. Chaos. No peace. No peace. Then God kicks them out of the Garden of Eden, puts the cherubim up, which is like the guard, like, don't come back in here. You can't come back. All right. Um, and now they're separate from God. And now they can't get back um, to the Garden of Eden. So there's a divide now between us and God. There's a divide within ourselves between how we are now and the, our original design. Yes, yes. Okay? And there's a divide between each other and with all of creation. Yes. So there's a big divide that sin has caused. And that's why we need a big response. Yes, 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 yes. This is why this is big, because we need a big response, because now we're completely separate from, from each other and all these things. All right, so let's go to the next slide here. So in between time, it is really interesting, okay? Because we desire peace. We're made to want that. We want that. But we don't know exactly how to get it. And so everybody's kind of doing their own will and trying to figure out how they can get to peace. So they are um, given an abbreviated version of peace, an altered, a skewed, tainted version of peace. They're using gods and deities to represent peace. Uh, most of them are associating peace with war. Uh, peacemakers were known as the ones that actually ended war. So they were like only a fragment of what peace was and not true peace, not Jesus type of peace. Okay. So um, Jesus wasn't coming to bring a segment of peace. He embodied peace. Okay, that touch every aspect of our life, spiritually, psychologically, emotionally, relationally. Okay, and so I'm so glad that he came. Amen. So we didn't have to have fragments of peace, yeah. that we could have his whole perfect peace. Okay, so as we go to the next slide here, um, we are trying to, we're trying to figure out how to restore this peace with God. And I need you to understand that before Jesus came, before he died, before any of that happened, uh, their way to get to God was through the law, okay? God wanted to be in relationship with us. He wanted to connect with us, so he provided this way, which was the law, and he put it in place um, so that we could have our road kind of back to him. And in order to be in his presence, there was a lot of steps 
Okay, we'll say that. There's a lot of steps. Some of y'all know all the intricate details and how you had to be cleansed or sacrifices had to be made or different steps that we had to take. Um, that was our bridge back to God. Okay? But then Jesus came and he became that bridge. So let's go to Matthew chapter 27, verse 50 through 51. And when Jesus had cried out, so this is when he's on the cross. This is his final moments before he dies. Uh, when Jesus cried out again in a loud voice and he gave up his spirit. Then the next verse. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rock split. And this is wonderful because... We no longer needed our previous bridge. This is why all of these things can go away and be broken because now we have a new connection. Now we have a new bridge to God that has come and that has died. And through his blood, we are now reunited in peace with God. So this is huge. This is, this is really, really good. And so I want to say this, this brings me to point one. We are now reunited with God through the blood of Jesus. Peace has been restored between God and humanity. Amen. Thank you, God. Amen. Um, so now because of Jesus, we can go straight to God. So this is, this is beautiful. He's like knocking out. He's coming in. He's like boom, boom, boom. You know, like restoring all that peace um, that he's bringing in. But there's more that also happened here. So we'll go to the next slide here. Peace within ourselves. Um, so Jesus also offers peace to us. So we're going to skedaddle a little bit further down the line here. So after Jesus dies, and then he is raised from the dead, and he goes and he speaks to his disciples. Okay, so we're going to go to John um, chapter 14, verses 26. Um, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Now, we're going to stop right there for a second because this is really important. This is what the advocate does. He teaches us and he reminds us. So that is what his spirit does. So that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing in us. He's teaching us and he's reminding us. We're going to come back in just a second to that. All right. So then the next verse, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. This little peace that they got going on ain't the same type of peace I'm bringing. This one hits different, okay? This is a different type of peace that's happening, okay? So he's leaving us with this peace that is going to remind us and teach us, okay? Going to the next verse. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So now we don't have to be worried. We don't have to be afraid anymore because now we got this advocate we got this person in here. We got this entity in here, uh, his spirit that is helping us. So point two, the Holy Spirit that now dwells in us will teach us and remind us of who God is, what the kingdom of God is like, and who we are in him, which guides us to perfect peace. 
So this is, this is wonderful because we don't have to be alone anymore. We don't have to try to figure it out or make it up. We have someone here to help us, and that is wonderful. Amen. Amen. Um, Jesus embodied all of what this was, but people had to travel to go see him. They had to go seek him out to experience his peace, to experience his teaching, to learn about the kingdom, all these different things. They had to seek that level, that perfect peace out. And now he's saying, nope, you don't actually have to do that because the spirit that dwells within me, I'm now going to place in you. This is wonderful. This is so good. Because we don't have to chase it down anymore. This is what he was trying to tell me. Like, you don't have to chase it because it's right there. Because I, I already gave it to you. It's right here. Okay? And, he's, and if you would just allow it to teach you and remind you of who God is and who you are, you don't have to worry. Um, so peace is a, is a fruit of the Spirit. So many of you know that. Uh, it's one of the ways, it's the evidence of the Holy Spirit that lives in us, okay? This Holy Spirit is working inside of us to remove that divider, sin, okay? So he's working that out of us, making us more like Jesus, making us look more like Jesus. So he's doing a work in us and trying to return us back to our original design without sin, which is, which is Jesus, Okay, so let me tell you what this does not mean. Okay, let's go to the next slide. Peace does not mean that problems won't come. Amen. Okay, because some of you are like, well, I still got problems. I got peace, but I still feel problems. Okay. All right, so before we go into the video, I want to give a, a little bit of a trigger warning here for those of you who have ever experienced, like, devastation to property or anything like that, or have had any home damage, um, my goal is to not overwhelm you. So if it is triggering for you, feel free to just kind of steer away um, and not look at the, the video that's about to play. But God reminded me of a moment that I had back in August of 2016. Um, and so you can go ahead and play the video for me without the sound, if there's a way to play it without the sound. Okay. So I don't know if you're able to see it very well, but in 2016, there was a tornado um, that was coming, and it, uh, we lived in the Wyoming area near Grand Rapids here, and um, it was very scary, and we were praying um, about the situation as it was coming. Our kids were very little at this time, and it was just a very, very scary time. So this is me coming back onto the block after. This is, this is us coming out to see the damage after the storm. Um, and it was terrible. There was the, the caution tape all around. There was um, the power lines were down. There were trees in the middle of people's houses, and it was like devastation all around. Like, everybody lost power. Most of the houses had a tree in them. Um, no one had any phone service. Branches are down. Everyone's struggling. Everyone but us. So we, this is our house, and I showed it in the video because I'm like, whoa, look at this, because um, you can go to the next picture. Uh, this is our house, standing, and everyone's power, everything was lost, everything was broken, tore up, 
and we still had power. We still had lights on, our phones still work. It was actually quite awkward, okay? Because <laughs> we came out of the house, we got music playing, we got the lights going, we on our phones, and it's like, and people are looking at us like, you got power? Because there's lights on behind us and there's no tree, and we're like, uh-oh, so you want to use my phone? You know, like, it was like, like, this is really an awkward moment. Um, so let me tell you what I'm not saying here. I'm not saying that if you have the Holy Spirit that your home won't be damaged. That is not what I'm saying. God said to me in this moment that your home in this story is a physical representation of what happens spiritually when you have the Holy Spirit. When you have his peace that dwells within you, the storm may come, but it will not overcome you. Okay? So it may, it may come, but it will not crush you, okay? It may come, but it's going to have to go around, okay? Because of who dwells in you, because of who dwells in there, it, it's going to hit different. It's going to come out differently for you. Your response is going to be different because of what dwells in you. So the same situation can happen. The same scenario can happen from year to year, and you respond differently because of what's in you. And so it's a full transformation that he's doing. It's a full work that he's doing. And so some people are going to be wondering, like, how did you come out of that situation and look like that? How is that possible? It's because of who dwells in me. So we just need to, to, to figure out and tap in to who is dwelling within us. Okay. So he guides us into perfect peace. He teaches us. He reminds us. Um, in Ephesians, and I kept thinking about Ephesians um, uh, because it's discussing this full armor of God and us getting geared up and prepared. And the gospel of peace is at our feet. And I didn't think, I was like, this is not a coincidence that it is at our feet. When you think about what the responsibility of the feet are, when you think about the responsibility of the shoes, the bottom, to anchor us, our peace anchors us. Yes. And it also is guiding us, yes. is guiding us to where we need to be. Does that mean that all of our troubles are going to go away once we are tapped into the Holy Spirit? For some, it does. But the key is that it's guiding. So for some, he's going to guide you into perfect peace. And that may mean another person. That may mean this physician. That may mean different things. But allowing him to guide you so that you can get to his peace. So he's here with us. He's, He's dealing with us in these earthly bodies. And he's here to teach you and to remind you and to guide you into perfect peace if we will allow that. Okay. So last part, peace with others. So during Jesus' final moments on earth, um, before he ascended into heaven, uh, he prayed to the Father uh, regarding his believers. And I just think it is just absolutely beautiful. So we're going to read Jesus' prayer to, to the Father. John chapter 17, verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me 
through their message. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you and me and you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. It's bringing us back together. It's bringing us back together. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue. So even though he's leaving, he's like, I'm going to continue because of his spirit here. To make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them. And that I myself may be in them. This is absolutely beautiful. Now this, this changes everything because now we, we start looking more like Jesus. Yes. We start looking more like Jesus. And so that naturally kind of starts to dissolve the conflict among us because we look more like Jesus. And this is beautiful. So the main point I want you to understand here, point three, the Holy Spirit is doing a work in us to make us more like Christ by removing that barrier between us, sin, which will cause us to live in perfect peace. Thank you, God. 